0: You're listening to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and today we have a special guest on, Ellie Curry. Ellie Curry is a certified life coach and founder of Own Your You. And inside of Own Your You, she coaches women on self-confidence, self-care, and creating a life that they love. So let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hey, Ellie. Hello. Thanks for coming to the podcast. It's so great to have you here. I'm very excited to talk to, with you today. Yes.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited too.
0: So if we could just start by you telling me just a little bit about yourself and your business.
1: Sure. So I started my business. It's called Own Your You in 2019. And it's primarily I got certified as a life coach. And I really wanted to specifically help women build their confidence. Um, I've noticed in my own life, I was very hard on myself and I couldn't get out of this loop of self-judgment and I would be accomplishing goals, but it never made me feel the way I thought it would make me feel. And I couldn't understand what the disconnect was. And whenever I like de it all, I realized I didn't like myself. I was forcing myself into these goals. I, like, we're going to talk about today, forcing myself into self care um, as if it's something I could use to fix all the things I perceived wrong with me. And I noticed these patterns and these cycles. And I was like, how do I build a better relationship with myself? And this was all happening when I was 23, I'll give you like a mini timeline. And so I went on this 10 year, I'm now almost 33, 10 year uh, confidence journey and hired my first life coach around 25, got certified around 28 and launched my company around 29. So that was the progression. And I just, I knew if I was struggling with this, I other women must be also, and I just wanted to be a pattern that gets broken in how we go about life. And so that's what I'm really passionate about and dedicated in helping women do.
0: You know, I, I think that's beautiful. First of all, I want to congratulate you on doing something like this so early in your life because it took me, I did it a lot later in my life. And then also, um, I just wanted to just acknowledge the fact that every coach that I meet, always has the goal of making something better for everyone and I think it's so beautiful I get to meet so many wonderful people um and so like you kind of told a little bit of your backstory but I'm curious did you have like a different job or career before this or this is really where you started
1: no I did so tying back to self-care it's so funny um in high school I would look around at all of like, you know, maybe not the popular girls, but the girls who like really looked put together. And this was before social media. So I wasn't like comparing myself externally in the world. It really was like, who was around me. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do they like have cute outfits? How is their hair always done? Like, how do they take care of themselves? Like, this is so weird. And I was hitting my senior year. I had to pick a major. I'm going to college and I found fashion merchandising. And I was like, you know what? They're going to teach me how to do that. (laughs) (laughs) there. (laughs) They don't, by the way, if anybody is interested in fashion, that's, that's like learning how to do the business side of the fashion industry. (laughs) Um, And so I lived in New York City my senior year. I was a visiting student at FIT, which was a lifelong goal since I was 10. I was so excited that I was accomplishing it. And I was extremely lonely the whole entire time, right? Like we think that these goals that we're going to achieve are going to come And make us feel a certain way. And then it doesn't. And we get, I got real freaked out. Mm -hmm. And then I landed the dream job after college. I knew New York wasn't where I wanted to land. I ended up in Columbus, Ohio. I worked. They have a big um, headquarters for different fashion companies out there. And I was an assistant buyer for one of the big fashion companies everybody would recognize out there. Um, And it was kind of my like deravel moment. It was like, that was the year that I was supposed to be starting life, you know, and like really paving the way of what I wanted my next, you know, I don't know how many years to look like. And I was spiraling into depression. I was binge drinking every weekend. I was realizing I had an eating disorder. I didn't even know I had coming to the surface. I was gaining a bunch of weight. And when you are struggling with low self-esteem, my whole life was dependent on, I can't give myself love. I, I'm not lovable. And Mm -hmm. so I have to go get it from somebody. So attention from guys was a huge thing that was propping me up at that time. And so if I was gaining weight, it's tanking my ability to get the love and feel special I need from attention from God. It was this very skewed pattern of looking through life through this lens of, I'm not good enough. And so I have to go find ways to feel good enough. And yeah, my life just started unraveling at that point. And so from there, I transitioned, moved back home, I needed a safe space to land. And thankfully, I have a family that's very supportive. And I ended up joining a family business as a project manager. And I worked in construction for the past, you know, eight years before I went full time in my coaching business.
0: So yeah, I love talking about those backstories because there's so many women out there that have their own stories and that they they always think about doing this, but they don't do it because they don't think that their experience is like worthy enough to share it with another person. And I'm always like, yes, it is. It's like, you're always one or two steps ahead of another person. And your experience is so valuable to that person. And everybody's experience is so individual that yes, you can do it too, you know, so I love those backstories. And um, I worked in real estate for a really long time. And I ended up having a stroke from stress when I was only 39. And so that was like my previous job. So it was like this whole wake up call of I have to learn how to control my stress and anxiety. I was in, by the way, I was in perfect shape I ate well. I was in the best shape of my life, as a matter of fact. I just wasn't controlling my stress level. So it was really a really good lesson to learn. And it just like turned my whole life around. That's that's how I transitioned. I transitioned into being a health coach, then a life coach. And I do um, I'm a educator in culinary nutrition too. So that's, that's how crazy. I transitioned into it. So I love how hearing how different people come into their careers. Um, I also want to add when you said, um, I feel like a lot of women have this experience. I would go as I would go as far as saying, I think almost all women have this problem, this problem. Uh, would you, do you feel the same way?
1: You know, not to get too, like, I know we talked about mindset before, um, mm-hmm. we jumped on the call and everything and how important that is. And that's a big piece of what I do and our mindset, are stories of what we hold about ourselves. And, our, our circumstances, our life can come from family, it can come from friends, it can come from society roles. And yeah. so, yeah, I do think it's a societal based, you know, pattern that we're um, progressing through and we're learning. And as we're women, and we're kind of stepping back into who we are and feeling empowered in who we are, we're able to Teach the next generation a little bit more, you know, than what maybe we knew. And I just found that niche of like, now that I realize this and see this, I just want to help as many women as possible, right? Like, that's what I want to do. And so, my whole mantra on because I just love to tell this in my world like, there are days I do not want to show up to my business. And Mm -hmm. when it comes to going after your goals or self care, there are going to be days that you do not want to show up for yourself, but my mantra is like, I'm helping up somebody today. I'm helping one person today. And that always gets me going because if I can help one person, I did yeah. my job. Like I'm, that's
0: why I'm here. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Yeah. And, and talking about mindset. So I always talk about self-care and that's what the podcast is all about. It's about all different forms of self-care. And, but I do like to focus on the deeper levels of self-care. So I don't come on here and talk about like bubble baths and getting our nails done, which are very important. I might add, I am a bath. uh, I love baths, right? So Mm -hmm. those things are very important, but I really feel like there's, there are these base things that form a foundation for self-care. And I believe that those surface level self-care things that we do for ourselves they just won't do much if you don't handle the underlying foundation of self-care, which includes one of those things is mindset, obviously. Mm -hmm. And so what do you find is a thing that pops up over and over and over again in the work that you do as far as mindset goes?
1: Yeah. The biggest patterns that I was able to uncover is the idea that we're using self-care as a tool to fix ourselves, and sometimes, especially in the beginning of like even just personal development work, we can get caught in this. Like, okay, I've had so many clients be like, "So, how long do I have to do this before I'm I'm fixed or I'm good?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Ooh, eh. it's not like that. It's transitioning it to view it as lifelong mm-hmm. ways to build a better relationship with yourself." Yeah, and so with self-care, a lot of times we'll come into it through the judgment lens of, okay, well, here are all the things they don't like about myself. So let me fix these by doing these self-care activities. So then I can be whatever, perfect, good enough, whatever that phrase is for them. And when we go through our self-care routines through this judgment lens, I always stress it's self-care. Mm. it's kindness, it's compassion. And so we're not actually getting the enrichment of compassion and kindness and love towards ourselves through the activities. We're just beating ourselves up in in, in a new way.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So learning mindset wise, how to shift from that judgment cycle is what I call it into the kindness cycle, the learning how to actually use self-care as care um, Mm -hmm. was the biggest eye-opener for me when it came to self-care and especially in relation to trying to build confidence and that connection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like on, on almost any topic, you could look at these changes that we make, as lifestyle changes like it's 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 not something you're going to do for a little while that's going to create this result it's kind of like brushing your teeth or exercising for for that matter it's like you don't just brush your teeth for a little while and you're like okay my teeth right. are good now and i don't have to brush them anymore or i'm going to work out and now i look good and i don't have to work out anymore it's just like this lifestyle change it's it's a different way of learning to support yourself and take care of yourself at the highest level and something i always Uh, make a point to say over and over and over again, that when we take care of ourselves at the highest level, not only are we role models for other women and our children, and even our partners, and sometimes even our parents, but we also are teaching people how to treat us because we're showing them how we expect to be treated by the way we treat ourselves. And so when you switch over to this new type of lifestyle where you're taking care of yourself at the highest level, you're, you're just taking it up a notch and improving the way everybody responds to you. It's like, they're going to, they're going to, it's, it's not something that we talk about. It's just something that's learned and assumed just by the way we interact with each other. And so I love that um, you could talk about self-care in that way and, and understand that it's not selfish in any way, shape, or form, which I think is a very, a a mindset that needs to shift. It is shifting. Mm -hmm. As you said, you can feel this shift happening, especially now it's, it's becoming super speedy right now where women are really starting to step into their power and shifting out of this. I should do this. I should act this way. And they're just like, this is me, accept me for the way I am. And it just, they're just like stepping into their power. And I think what's really causing that to happen is the fact that we can communicate so well with each other, with women all over the world now, because of like social media. And we're like, oh, everybody feels this way, you know? And it's just yep. like this whole, uh, this connection thing. And I just think it's beautiful.
1: Yes, I totally agree. And I do want to bring up one point that for anybody listening who get, is getting scared by the idea that it's a lifestyle change. Maybe you've tried lifestyle changes in the past or, you know, tried to make those changes and it sounds too permanent for you or too scary for you. no that this, your, your self-care routines aren't about, like I said, like it's not going from zero to a hundred here. It's about incorporating one step of careness, one step of kindness at a time. And you can build upon this lifestyle as it goes on. So pick things in the beginning that might seem much easier to you than going to a full-fledged gym routine or going to change every single thing in your eating. Like for me, the first thing I started to do was make my bed every morning. Like yeah. that was it. Right. Yeah. And now like I'm starting in my food journey right now. And some of this stuff, like I switched to like a high protein pasta instead of the regular, like there's small little things that you can start to tweak on your journey. You don't have to do it all right in the beginning and it can be a process. So please, start, start somewhere because it is worth it. I promise you Mm -hmm. don't get caught up in the fear of like, Oh my gosh, I have to change everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's no, there's, and there's no, like what works for one person doesn't work for another person. Right. Exactly. Like these little tiny baby steps that we, we take every day over the over years over you know weeks months years make these big changes over time it's more about focusing on what's the next tiny step that i could do that that can improve my life you know these little tiny things i i'm running this reset program right now one of the exercises we did this week was um to just sit in stillness doing nothing for just 5 minutes 5 yeah. minutes and i'm like no phone no book No music, no podcast, no nothing, just sit and then see what comes up and then just afterwards journal about it. And it's been one of the most powerful exercises, even with myself and the people that I'm working with. And what I discovered for myself was that I don't always allow myself to just be like Mm -hmm. even when I'm at rest. So like even when I went outside to do this five minute exercise, I went outside to sit on this little bench and I was like, oh, let me take my shoes off and put my feet in the grass so that I can ground. And I'm like, I'm always multitasking, like even when I'm resting, <laughs> And like I just don't let myself just like, ugh, you know. Yes. And so that came up. And then afterwards, I was like, you know, even when I have a day, like you said, I don't feel like showing up for work today. I have to these little things that I do, like, all right, well, I'm just gonna take my laptop and I'm gonna sit on the couch, and then it feels mm. like not working. And, you know, or in the afternoon when I get super tired, like if I didn't sleep good the night before, I'll like sit down and I'll be like, I'll rest for like half hour, 20 minutes, but I'm not really resting because I'm like, oh, let me listen to a book. And it's not just a fun book. It's a book where I'm going to learn something, or let me listen to a podcast where I'll learn something or let me do this, whatever it is. Right. Okay. And so I was like, the lesson I learned from those, just those five, those short five minutes was that. I need to learn how to just be and just rest, you know? So the lesson I was trying to teach the people I'm working with was something that I wasn't even doing for myself. And then I discovered, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Those tiny, I mean, it's, that was five minutes. So it's just like, and now I'm like, I want to do this every day. Yeah. It's so nice, but just doing those little, you know, tiny steps can lead to such big changes. It can give you so much space and make you feel so much better. Yes. So, I wanted to ask you uh all the women that you get to work with, what is like um the main like thing that people come to you for as far as w- when it comes to confidence? What are they looking to achieve when they first come to you?
1: You know what? It's all for different things. I know one of my clients was having a rebuilding, like, okay, I hit this point in my life. It was kind of my mini like meltdown, like who am I, where do I want my life to go? And we kind of reconstruct like, okay, you know, where do you want to go? And then I kind of use confidence as, and self-love as the vehicle that gets them there. So, yeah. um, I personally love the internal out approach where, we work on your internal confidence and who you are as a person, your character. Um, So then when you go to try implementing new goals or um, start taking action out in your life, you have become a safe space for yourself to fall back on when you fail, Mm -hmm. when you're having a bad day, when things aren't going well, because I've learned, and it goes back to that judgment cycle of whenever you start to feel secure in who you are you can then go try new things with much less uh stress much less resentment m- much less like anger towards yourself you stop making it mean there's something wrong with you as a person and you learn that this is just a skill set i need to learn to achieve the goal that i want to achieve and you're able to separate it out from yourself um but yeah, all all different types of things. I know one of my clients came to me because she wanted to work on her social skills and, you know, making better, not better friends, but <laughs> making um, deeper connections with her friends. But then it quickly transitioned into her, you know, business and wanting to start a business and, you know, so things flow in all different types of ways.
0: Yeah, I feel like when people come to you for help, it's usually for one thing, but it's some uh, most of the time it turns into something completely different than what they expected and what you probably expected too. I mean, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, if somebody was um in a situation, so like for example, I I I spent uh, the reason why I learned to do this for myself so late in life is because I spent Uh, the majority of my adult life in a very like abusive relationship. I was in that relationship for say 20 years. So it was like a very verbally abusive, only verbally, which is awful because it's really silent and it's not very apparent and it makes you feel like you're crazy, you know? And so it was very, it was like, you know, like a lot of name calling and belittling and stuff like that. And so by the time I got out of that relationship, thank God, my, but my, my self-worth, my self-esteem, everything was beaten down to the point from, and I, I was a very confident, outgoing, kind of saucy, spicy young woman. And, and I was turned into this, like this people pleasing, like doormat. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it took me quite a while to rebuild myself after that. Um, so for someone coming into it, it may not be that severe, uh, that, that, that that's just one situation. What would be a good starting point, uh, for someone who's just getting started for them on their own to move towards that type of change in their life?
1: I always start my clients in rediscover who you are. So who were you before the world told you who to be? Um, and so I, I have different like workbooks and stuff built out that they can walk through to rediscover, but essentially it's, you know, who were you in third grade? Yeah. Who were you? Who do you wish that you were? Because you're probably much more like that authentically than you realize you are, but the stories that you're telling yourself are keeping you from being her. Mm -hmm. Um, and just kind of having that you know going through those questions and really taking the time to get to know yourself again on a deeper level outside of who people want you to be um that doesn't mean you have to change anything yet that doesn't mean you have to start having start walking differently but just start reawakening to who you are um i call these like the light bulb moments which you probably have those with your clients those like oh like they start waking up to this awareness phase and start knowing and uncovering who they really are. Mm-hmm. Um so that's where we always start. Um and from there we transition into the heavy mindset work of okay, what stories are you telling yourself about yourself that are keeping you from who you actually are? And we yeah. start delayering all of that to really help you get back in alignment with you and um And then it's transitions to how do you want to do life now that you're back to you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's always going to be a new version. Like it's, I do the same exact exercise with my clients. I, I'm like, you know, I, I talk about um, like activities, things that you loved doing things that made you feel in flow when you were a kid, when you were Mm -hmm. a teenager, when you were, and then like, look at those things. Are you bringing any of those things into your life right now? And then, you know, like, why not? And then when you are reinventing yourself or reconnecting with yourself, you're, you're a different person than you were then it's still you, but you have different life experiences. So what part of that do you want to reintroduce to yourself? And what part do you want to completely reinvent altogether? You know, and I think it's such a, a beautiful process when someone can look and be like, Oh yeah, that, there I am. You know, like, yep. yes. is. I knew she was there somewhere. Like. So it, it's, it's so nice when you could work with someone and just that one little thing, doing that one little thing with a person, if you didn't do anything else is just a starting point. Cause once they see, like you said, it's like a light bulb moment. Once they see that it's infectious and they don't want to let go of it. Cause they're like, yeah. oh, it's so familiar. You know, it's like in their hearts and their soul, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, um, Finishing up this conversation, it's been such a great conversation. Um, I always ask a fun question at the end, okay? Sure. And so it has nothing to do with anything we're talking about. Okay. If you could have anything in the world with no limitations, so no age, uh, societal, money, any limitations, if you could have anything, what would it be? So
1: I'm working towards it right now, but... I would spend one year living between, I'm from Pittsburgh, so that's where I live, living between Pittsburgh, New York City, and London, and just enjoying every single second of it.
0: I love it. I love New York City, too. Uh, two of my kids are in New York City.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: I know. I'm very lucky because I can go visit them. And, and Yes. Yeah. And they're both in different places in the city. Yeah. So I love that one. Every time I ask that question, by the way, it's always about like travel in some way, shape, or form. Always. Really? Always. It's almost every time so far. I think I got one money answer. Like there was one coach that was like, I don't want to sound like, you know, greedy or anything, but yeah, money, because I could do so much with money. I could do this. I could help more people. And I'm like, no, it's not greedy at all. It's like, you know, honest, like I like me too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah claim that definitely. Okay. Before we get off, I want you to share the places that you hang out so people can find you. So where, 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 where can they find you? What's the best place?
1: So I would say the main two places you can find me is either TikTok or Instagram. And my handle is the same on both. It's own your you coaching. And then you can find my website and it's the same URL too.
0: Okay. And that'll all be in the show notes. Okay, cool. It was great having you on. Yes. Thank you. And if anything ever comes up in the future and you want to come back on, that would be great. We could talk more and go deeper. I would love to have you.
1: Yes. That'd be amazing. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.